You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me, as always, is... Josh Schaefer. You know, not like Professor or something. You're not going to try and tie oh, this into X-Men. That. Nope, too late now. Damn We've it. Already moved on. Professor. professor. Nope, too no. late. Mm. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, today we are going to be discussing the X-Men, and that's specifically because we have the new X-Men movie, Dark Phoenix, with the X at the end. Another one? Yes, another Dark Phoenix movie after the last Dark Phoenix movie we got that was directed by Brett Ratner <laughs> and sucked. I mean, you could use direct in quotation marks. <laughs> he mostly just probably stared at the superheroine's asses yeah. and then let someone I, else do the most of the work. I also directed an X-Men movie. <laughs> was that in your head and I don't want to hear about it? No, I'm, I'm using air quotes when I oh. say directed. Oh, so you're so you're saying that you've put as much effort into an X-Men yes. movie as Brett, Brett Ratner has. Yes. That's fair. So we have that movie coming out and honestly, obviously the whole of the X-Men franchise is basically wrapping up at this point because Disney bought them and they're going to do their own stupid thing with it. Mm -hmm. So it seems like at this point, this is the perfect time to do a whole here were the X-Men sort of retrospective between the two of us. So going back now, I don't know how many of the X-Men comics that you've ever read. A few. And your thoughts on the X-Men comics are? Eh, I mean, (laughs) I like them for what they are. I love Age of Apocalypse. Um, It's convoluted. I love convoluted. Yeah, you know, um, the few times I've tried to read X-Men and the major events that they've done, like Age of Apocalypse and House of M and I all like of House those, of I mean, they were okay. I couldn't get into Age of Apocalypse. I'm like, I don't care about anything that's going on yeah. here. I just so. really like Blink. She was my favorite. Blink's awesome. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Blink is fantastic. I would watch entire shows about Blink. Me too. So. They should have a show called Blink. Yeah, and it's just her, like, blinking. Yeah. Yeah. I'd watch it. Heck yeah. Pink chicks rule. <laughs> but they'd all start, the, this whole franchise that's going on right now all started because of X Men, the mm-hmm. 2000, I think it was actually 2000 movie from Fox Studios back when they bought the license to it from Disney. And then, you know, all these years later, Disney are like, that was a stupid thing. Well, back when it was Marvel, but it was a stupid thing you guys did. Well, now we have to buy them back. So they just bought an entire studio to fix that error. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on the original X Men movie? I thought it was okay. I mean, if you think about it, it kind of started the superhero genre in, as being like a popular form of pop culture in the movie or the cinema arena anyway. I mean, you could credit it certainly with uh, that movie and... The you Phantom? Could, you could Yes, you could credit it and The Phantom and um, the Spider-Man. Rocketeer. Spider-Man. Yeah. Rocketeer was not a big success, no, but know. Spider-Man was... was a huge success. Mm-hmm. And those, I would say, between those two movies and The Phantom... Uh, and the shadow. Uh, that, they they, they kind of helped launch the modern superhero era. And then, to the credit of Fox, before Marvel even got around to doing it, basically Fox created their own cinematic universe mm-hmm. of X-Men related movies. Yep. I mean, they all up until Deadpool came out more recently in, what, 2016? It was basically yeah. X-Men movies and movies featuring Wolverine, but it was a cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. They did have spinoffs, so... The first one, I think, is pretty decent for what it is. It's very small. Yeah. I mean, essentially, there's three sets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first movie served its purpose. It mm-hmm. gave the casual viewer, you know, a quick rundown casuals. on who... Casuals. Filthy casuals, plebes. <laughs> like, who the different X-Men were, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of the character there, there archetypes was, there were... Was, there was white-haired lady and... Yeah. and Captain One-Eye. Captain, old Captain One-Eye. Old Captain One-Eye. All you gotta do is rub old Captain One-Eye a little bit, and he just spurt some laser beams. 
And there was a Mr. Claus. Yeah, and Mr. Frogman. Yeah, and, and Jean Grey. Yeah. And then Magnet Head. <laughs> Magnet Head, yes. I love him. He's my favorite character. And Sabretooth. <laughs> Sabretooth. <laughs> He's brothers with Mr. Claus, as we learn that later. Mm-hmm. Angry Mr. Claus and slightly less angry Mr. Claus. It's hard to tell which one's which. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> so I like the first one, although... I mean, going back and watching it again more recently, it's like Rogue is introduced as a major character and then really doesn't do anything. No. No, she's a plot device. And that really doesn't improve in the second movie. No, she still has kind of plot device, damsel in distress. Yeah, she doesn't do a whole lot. And I mean, really, the second movie, if the first movie is told from Wolverine's perspective, he's kind of, despite being a ageless mutant with metal claws he's kind of our introduction to the team and our our way of getting to know everyone the everyman essentially despite him not being an everyman uh but the second movie is even more like the wolverine show um i I don't know if it's quite there yet because you had the introduction of like nightcrawler and some of the other fan favorites Mm -hmm. that escape me right now i just remember nightcrawler i just remember nightcrawler he had, he had a great introduction in that sequence mm-hmm. in the White House at the start of the movie, and then he got to do a lot of stuff, and then for the third movie, they decided they didn't want Alan Cummings back for whatever reason, and that was that. Because he's too good of an actor, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Out-acting Wolverine and Professor X, and that was that. Yeah. I mean, the three best actors in those were always the three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. Bald Hugh Jackman. Huge Ackman. <laughs> Huge Actman. <laughs> And, and bald guy, Mr. Captain Picard. Captain Picard. Yep. And Alan Cumming. And Alan Cumming, yeah. So. And then the third movie, which Ugh. has no Nightcrawler, and I think for that reason alone, completely sucks. Yeah. And for some reason, uh, Halle Berry was literally in every scene, it seemed like. Was it, wasn't there some weird casting thing going on, and she was like the only person that could be on set the whole time or something? Something, it was like, something yeah. like that. So she ended up being like this... Or it was that they had to do a lot of edits, and she was the one person that could really come back for reshoots. So she ended up becoming this weird glue for the entire movie, doing things that she'd never done before, Mm -hmm. like teaching all the classes and being leader of the team. And it it was really bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. That movie was not edited well at all. Well, no. No. I mean, it's like at this point, Brian Singer sucks. Yeah. I mean, everything that's come out about him, I hate him. Yeah. And it's hard to go back and watch the X-Men movies, let alone anything else he's done. Like, he and Kevin Spacey have completely ruined The Usual Suspects. Oh, yeah. I yeah. hate it so much because that used to be one of my favorite movies. Like, yeah. oh. At least but, we know how Kevin Spacey was able to play creepy so well. Yeah. And yet, somehow, I feel like they found a creepier guy to direct the third movie because mm-hmm. that was the Brett Ratner one. Yep. And somehow, I think it would have been just better if they could have tempted Brian Singer to continue doing it instead mm-hmm. of letting him go off to do... Spider, uh, Superman. Superman. Superman Returns, which is a, also a really terrible movie. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about which that when we cover also Superman. had Kevin Spacey in it, because he was Lex Luthor. Yeah, but I'm okay with that movie being ruined because of Brian Singer and Kevin Spacey, because I don't really want to watch it anyway. Yeah, but Brandon Routh, he was an innocent bystander. He was a fantastic Superman. Yes, he was. But we'll cover that when we do Superman at some point. Uh, it's pronounced so, Superman. Superman. Anyway. After X-Men 3, we then had X-Men Origins Wolverine. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like we got like a one-two dick punch like yeah. that with those two. Because X-Men 3 sucks. Mm-hmm. X-Men Origins Wolverine is wretchedly Wretched. bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, it's in, an, in a nonsensical way. 
Yeah. It's like, like, fans, you guys like these characters? Let's destroy them. Yeah, let's do everything we can. You guys really want Deadpool? We'll put him in one scene where he's good and then ruin him. Mm-hmm. And we'll come up with the most half-assed explanation for why the amnesia occurs and causes Wolverine to forget who he is. But not during the surgery. We'll do it afterwards so we can have him run around with metal claws. Like, it's it's so, so bad. Dumb. And I've watched that movie, like, a month ago, and I've already forgotten most of it. I like, can't remember anything in it, no. honestly. No. So bad, mm-hmm. and this is the thing: they were so ex- like they expected that movie to be so successful. They had like three other origins movies plotted for it, like yeah. Magneto and something with the Professor X, I think. Mm-hmm. And that movie, while it didn't tank, it didn't do well enough, and they decided maybe these origin movies aren't such a good idea. Yeah. So then after that, we they decided they needed to kind of reboot all the bad movies out of existence. So from there, we had. X-Men First Class. Yeah, which I liked. I liked it enough. I mean, yeah. I don't think it was great. It, it could have been better. Yeah. I mean, it's... The CGI, if you go back and watch it, has not aged well. No. At no, all. It did not. It did not. And... The plot really doesn't hold together if you think about it too hard. I mean, most of the superhero movies' plots don't... Well, and it's 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 a lot of it is the weird continuity issues you get. Like Mystique is supposed to be Magneto's right hand woman, and you see they have this deep, long relationship. But then, like they and she acts like she doesn't know who Professor X is, and Magneto has a different thing there. And these movies, like despite so, sort of supposed to be take place at least the first one within the continuity of the original movies, screw up all the continuity of what comes afterwards. Oh yeah. So it's. I don't know. It's 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 like I like it, but at the same time, it's hard for me to accept that it's actually in the same universe, even though they desperately want it to be in the same universe. I mean, they, they it is in the same universe. It is as hard as it is to accept the various things, like the fact that Magneto's helmet was made by someone else, and somehow Professor X forgets this for thirty years. Or so. he's not like he's <laughs> the smartest man on the planet and could read minds or anything. Yeah. yeah, well, he can't read Magneto's mind to remember himself because of the helmet. Magneto isn't always wearing that helmet, though. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> so from there, we had um, Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. That was the second one. Which wasn't bad. I actually really enjoyed that one of yeah. all of them. I mean, it, it kind of gives you the almost... I mean, Days of Future Past was its own comic books like yeah. event, wasn't it? And yeah. It was a dark future timeline. Mm-hmm. And that one, I think they did a fairly decent job of translating over to the main movies. Yeah. Despite the fact that they needed like two or three characters to exist in the movies that they didn't have, so they mm-hmm. had to, like, shoehorn in a way to actually have all the characters exist differently. So, like, I enjoy it for the most part, and I don't think it has, like, the same major continuity issues that the first one does, if in no small no. part because it reboots itself afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. What was next? Age of Apocalypse? Yeah, X-Men Apocalypse, which... Yeah. Uh, that one. That one. I was kind of... I was really excited for that, but mm-hmm. then immediately not... Well, I haven't read much of anything with Apocalypse in it. I think the closest yeah. I got to knowing stuff about him was playing the first X-Men Legends game. That's all you need to know. Which he's... No, it, it's the second one that he's actually the villain, because the first mm-hmm. one was the Sentinels. And I played both of those. Yeah. And I didn't get much of it, except for, like, he gets four horsemen and he's a bad dude, and then... Yeah, yay. that's about it. Okay. So, but that movie didn't do a good job of selling you on him at all. And, like, it kind of felt like if fans were waiting for a way to slowly bring in Age of Apocalypse, the whole, like dark mm-hmm. timeline different thing this movie did not do a good job of justifying that existence at all no it, it yeah. pretty much was the executioner's bullet in the yeah. x-men franchise yeah like 
That's the one that we've had last, and it's from there you can kind of tell that Fox really doesn't understand what they're yeah. going to do. And well, I you have Logan. You are correct, and we actually yeah. did miss one in between. I think Days of Future Past and Age of Apocalypse because mm-hmm. there was the Wolverine. Yeah, the second one, and that one's actually pretty tolerable. It's still it's okay. It has some issues. Yeah, yeah, and a weird like Wolverine mech suit thing going on at the end that makes no sense. I don't know, but it is it is enjoyable for the most part, and it actually at least shows that Wolverine can hold his own movie. Yeah. yeah. And then you are right, after Age of Apocalypse, we or just Apocalypse, mm. uh, or just the dude from Star Wars putting really awful blue makeup, the movie. <laughs> yep. We had Logan. Which I thought was phenomenal. Yeah? Yeah. Because? I mean, it, it kind of, you know, I'm a fan of Westerns. It's it Western-y. It's very Western-y. It has a lot of really long, drawn-out, shots and the pacing was slow and like methodical yeah Mm -hmm. and it really showed the acting range of both patrick stewart and hugh jack or sorry huge axe man huge axe man (laughs) huge axe man um like parts of it were kind of goofy yeah well as all the x-men movies are but i mean it was the most seriously toned one i think the most internally cohesive of all of them yeah and like i honestly like personally don't care at all about wolverine He's mm, I know, you hate him normally. Yeah, I don't really care for the character. I like Huge, a- huge X-Man. Yeah. But that movie really made me sympathize with him, which I didn't like. <laughs> he, uh, annoyed by that. Yeah. I think what I'm most annoyed by the fact is that movie introduced X-23, his daughter. Mm-hmm. And then they were all ready to plan like a sequel to that movie with just her in the lead role. And I think all of that is basically been killed by the Disney merger. I hope they don't kill it. I know. She was so good in that role. And X-23 is actually one of my favorite Marvel characters. I think, yeah. I think that character is awesome. fantastic. Yeah. 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 But I like I like characters with depth. And when and the reason I don't like Wolverine, just in case someone's listening, like, how do you not like Wolverine? He's the best. Speedball special. <laughs> um, it's, it's 100% because I don't like one-dimensional characters. And he's always just, I'm short, angry, hairy man that claws people. I mean, his entire but, d- dialogue tree can basically amount to, uh, is this a bad guy or a good guy? Yes, no. Say bub. Yeah, so. exactly. But like, <laughs> it was nice to see him actually have emotions and instead of just like, I'm going to fuck Scott's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Which, she's the phoenix. Which, I mean, yeah. That's, <laughs> a, that's the thing. It's like, Dark, the, the, the X-Men 3 was all about Dark Phoenix. And it botched all of it it yeah. it they tried to mix dark phoenix in with like the mutant cure which was a different plot line from comics mm-hmm. that i think had just come out recently at that point anyway ish i think yeah, yeah and then like they they were obviously trying to set some stuff up for apocalypse as well because they introduced angel there mm-hmm. and they had huge plans obviously for what they were going to do huge plans huge <laughs> plans huge plans from hugh jackman um, but then it botched so bad they had to reboot it, and now we're coming back around to them being like, we can do Dark Phoenix again, right? That's the one everyone cares about, but everything I've seen from the trailers makes it look like they're going to be making the exact same movie yeah. all not, over again. I'm not super excited about that one. I mean, no. when I want... Uh, when I... Uh, want, uh, I'm just, just the trailer was really bad. <laughs> it uh, made you I'm so to, angry you I'm can't trying to even f- like coherently talk about it. I'm trying to find like something good to say about it, but I can't like the words aren't coming to me. Like but. I'm not like it doesn't even feel like Sansa Stark who's in that movie as Phoenix. No. Like she doesn't even seem to care. No. 
No, I'm. I'm I mean, so if I had Game of Thrones money, I'd probably be doing the same. <laughs> Just phoning in your performance as the Phoenix, because yeah. why not? I mean, like in, in the and Fox is running into the same issue that Marvel Studio, or I shouldn't say Marvel Studios, Marvel the comic book company mm-hmm. runs into. It's whenever X Men titles are starting to tank, throw the Phoenix in there, have a Phoenix event, and they're usually right. At first, it kind of brings sales up, but every single time, it fails. Miserably, yeah. What was the one X Men versus Avengers where like the Phoenix Force got divided into six people and something? I don't know. Yeah, they all had it, and then I remember that one somehow ended like a wet fart because they always end like a wet yeah. fart. Because that's, I mean, to be fair, that's every Marvel crossover event at mm-hmm. this point starts big and then has no way to like end without like and actually have it have consequence because they always have to like somehow make it so that all the characters that died come back again. There's, ugh. Yeah. Comic book crossover events. And that's why, like, and this is being recorded before either of us have seen Avengers Endgame. Yes. But that's why I'm terrified to see Avengers Endgame because I've worked in the comic industry for almost a decade, like, when I was in college or earlier. Been in the community for a while, and I've seen how these have crossover events end, and I'm terrified that Avengers Endgame is just going to have, as you say, wet fart. Yeah. Well, it's the thing of Marvel's not really behind the Fox movies, not yet. They're going no. they're going to take over the X-Men series after this and hopefully they do better with it, which we're going to discuss in a second. But it's the thing of so far they've had one major crossover event that has worked in their movies and that was the first Avengers. Yes. Since then we've had Winter Soldier, which was basically Avengers 1.5, which was fantastic but mm-hmm. barely a crossover. Right. It's basically Captain America and Shield. And then we had Avengers 2, which was flawed. I I can't tell you a single thing from that movie except for Ultron, I think, was in that one. It, Ultron was, and it's flawed, and it's not very good. It's not unwatchable, but it's not very good. And then you had Civil War, which was basically Avengers 2.5. And as much as I like the through line of Captain America versus Tony Stark, that movie feels like an ungodly awful mess. Yeah, Black Panther was the best part of that movie. He was, and that was his origin story, and almost made an actual Black Panther movie moot. Yeah. Yeah. And then Avengers 3 was good, but it really wasn't an Avengers movie. It was basically the adventures of Thanos and some people who mm-hmm. keep trying to stop him. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was okay with. I liked it. Yeah, no, I thought it was interesting making yeah. Thanos into basically the protagonist of the movie. Yeah. But it's a fair point that it's hard to know if Avengers 4 is going to be good or not, because the track record is spotty from Marvel. Mm-hmm. And you're not wrong that we have a big event coming now from Fox with Dark Phoenix, which is at this point going to serve as the capstone to the franchise, because New Mutants mm-hmm. was supposed to be the next movie, and it's in such development hell at this point. They're talking about just quietly releasing it on Hulu now. Yeah. And yeah. They had in the, what was their TV show that was uh, based Gifted. off? Yeah. The Gifted, which, like was great for everyone except the main characters because the Strucker family that serves as the focal point of the show is so bad. They're yeah. so tedious. And then it ended looking like it was going because uh, Blink, who, spoiler, dies halfway <laughs> in a second season, looks like she comes back from like an Age of Apocalypse timeline, almost ushering in like Exiles. Yeah. Yeah, which was interesting. And then the show's been canceled. Because Exiles is a phenomenal book. Yeah, my sister Mab tells me constantly I need to read Exiles. And at some point, I need to just go pick up all the original trades. Mm-hmm. Was that a Claremont one? or There is some Claremont. Yeah, yeah so I need to pick up. Before I need to pick he up. went kind of cuckoo. Well, 
er, early X-Men Claremont is like some of the best stuff that the oh, books yeah. have ever written. Yeah. I need to pick that up. Um, and then they had Legion, which is great, but is also ending. And I don't know if it was purposely supposed to end or if just like they saw the writing on the wall and they're like, let's just end it while we can. Yeah. But I, I so, feel like it's a ladder. Yeah. So everything that was Fox X-Men is wrapping up at this point, mm-hmm. which leaves us with Dark Phoenix and then whatever Marvel decides to do. And uh, I think it's pretty clear Dark Phoenix is a mess. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not holding any faith in that movie. No. At all. I mean, I'll probably still see it because I'm a glutton for punishment, but... I mean, at this point, I think I've seen every X-Men movie in theaters except Wolverine? The second Wolverine movie? Yeah, I didn't see the second Wolverine, but I think I've seen... Everything else? Except for in... Uh, no, I've seen everything else, I think, in theaters, too. I think I skipped the, Wolf- the Wolverine. That's the second one, simply because of the fact that I had... Such a bad time with X-Men Origins Wolverine, I couldn't forgive the franchise for I it. I was so mad. The worst part about I think this was Origins, where they had the uh, him going through the different battles through time. Yeah. The opening sequence. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be so cool. And then it just was pretty much watching someone play Mortal Kombat. It was. He's like, I'm going to fight this guy. Oh, dead. Yeah. it was. It's a thing of... That intro... Is, is a lot like the kinds of things you get from Zack Snyder. The really cool mm-hmm. opening sequence montages, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then the movie that came afterward is exactly like a Zack Snyder movie. It's incoherent and stupid and uh, sacrifices plot for action. Yeah. It's almost like he directed that movie, but I know he didn't. He didn't. No. 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 This is you, Bull. No. <laughs> Wee, Bull. Wee. So I guess at this point, the simple fact of the matter is, is that now we have Disney taking over the franchise. You forgot and two movies. What? By the way, what movies? Mister Deadpool one and Deadpool. I mean, we kind of talked about them. They don't even feel like proper X Men movies at this point. They they're parodies of the franchise, and as far as I know, they're the only part of the X Men franchise that's going to live on. They are. Yes. Yep. Yeah, but it also works because that's how Deadpool is. I mm-hmm. mean, but he, I mean, he had the like Colossus in the house and whatnot. In but there. it was a different Colossus. Yeah. I mean, that was a overtly giant Russian Colossus, and the specific Colossus character that showed up in X-Men and X-Men 2, and I think actually in X-Men 3. I can't remember. He was. He was in at least the battle room at the start of the movie. I remember that. Um, He was an American dude. So it's a different Colossus, which perfectly means that these movies don't even have to exist in the main continuity. It's just, it's the way that Deadpool is. He's allowed to exist outside of it. He's allowed to travel back in time and kill both... uh, the early version of him from X-Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds, the actor yeah. playing him, so that uh, Green Lantern in the movie doesn't happen as well. Which is, which would be thankful I know. for everyone. So, like, yes, I forgot to mention them, but at the same time, it also feels like they're in and out of the franchise in the best Deadpool, Deadpool part kind of way. Like, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. they're kind of always going to be out, outliers. Yeah. And if Disney is smart, they'll just let them keep making those movies under like Fox Searchlight or something and never touch them again. Maybe have some Marvel characters cross over once in a while so he can make jokes about it. Like Disney some... said they're not going to touch it. They're still going to be rated R. Yeah. Hopefully. Until they actually make it, though, I don't necessarily oh, I don't, have I'm not a lot of faith. No, but it would be funny if, like, you know, the guy who's playing Captain America, whatever his name is, I, Chris, Chris Evans. He like he quits the main franchise and then for no good reason decides to show up in a Deadpool movie because that's how Deadpool works. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fantastic. But ignoring Deadpool and whatever they may do with him, the simple fact of the matter is is you have to ask, 
How are they going to bring X-Men into the MCU? Are they even going to bother trying? I know they've said right now that X-Men coming into the MCU is at least five five years out because they don't even know how they'd pull that off. And I think that's fair. I think they need to give at least a couple of years for the X-Men yeah. franchise to fade before they try rebooting it and starting a new one. Well, I mean, they're going to have to start sprinkling in like Easter eggs mentioning the mutant crisis and stuff to kind of warm viewers up for there's these things called mutants now. Well, I think, although I didn't care much for Captain Marvel. Have you seen it yet? No. Okay. Although I didn't care much for it for issues with the story and the way the character was portrayed. Like, I don't hate Brie Larson, and I think the female character on her on the whole is great. It's just there's flaws within the movie. But they've been talking about the fact that they're going to potentially do more prequel-style movies. Yeah. Like, in that 20-year span from when Captain Marvel takes place to when the event, the first Avengers movie really happens. That's cool. Which, yeah. I mean, even Iron Man 1 was t- 2008, so that's yeah. an 18-year span there. They could easily start introducing, like, some basic kid X-Men characters and some mutant-style stuff and then just play it on the DL and be like, if anyone asks, why haven't these characters shown up before now? It's because we're trying to stay secret. Yeah. So, And then some big crisis happens, Crisis on Infinite Earths, and then suddenly X-Men show up because they are finally needed because the Avengers have been defeated or some bullshit like that. So, I mean, it's how you'd introduce it. I'm just trying to think of, is it really necessary? Are, are like... Are, are we really going to be in a post-Avengers world after this? And what would the franchise really look like after that? Would it, like, how? I mean, my biggest issue with the X-Men is I never understood how some people are celebrated in the Marvel Universe. Some people are celebrated for having powers. Like, Spider-Man is loved by all. and well, Except J. Joe Jameson. Yeah, except for J. Jonah Jameson. And you have, like, uh, like, Nova and all these other people. Captain America has powers and all these super beings but yet there's people with a gene that are hated because they're mutants yeah it does but, seem a little weird that's like, i've like never I've thought never, of that before but that does seem a little yeah, weird because like my my uh go-to example is a human torch mm-hmm. he's literally made of fire there's two different human torches but there's uh what's his face from the x-men pyro or something yeah. who's literally the same thing one's persecuted one's celebrated the mm-hmm. only difference is one has a mutant gene and one doesn't. Well, it's like Invisible Woman. She, yeah. she basically can turn herself invisible and walk through walls and stuff. And yet she's a hero and Kitty Pride, who can more or less do the same exact thing, is reviled. Exactly. Yeah. And I in like the logical part of my brain just won't turn off. I'm like, why are like I know the the X-Men were created in the era, like the civil rights mm-hmm. era, and I and I appreciate everything but you appreciate I, I just, the story they're telling but they don't blend well into the larger continuity because yeah, yeah. it's like why why yeah it's why? like if they had um and D- it's like if they tried to introduce a similar type of character into the dc universe like yeah. a bunch of powered kids who were hated uh and then have none of the other heroes try and stop it like can you imagine like like mutant style characters showing up in D- dc and superman not doing something about it yeah like or even Batman. Batman like would immediately show up and be like, "You guys were fucking idiots," and then like would yeah. pull his cape up over his face and yep. fade into the shadows exactly <laughs> before flying away. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Just and that's my always been my biggest beef with the mm-hmm. X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time like I have a few friends that are really into X Men, 
And I always ask them that, and they try to explain it to me. It's like, you're just not, you don't understand. I was like, I don't understand. That's what you I'm, don't. Trying, to, I'm I just, trying to ask. Logically speaking, it, there's, there's, there's micro, and they work on a micro level when they're in their yeah. own books. And then there's macro, and they don't work as a whole across the rest of the universe. And it's even weirder when I think hasn't like Storm and Cyclops both been on like the Avengers team at one point or yeah. another. Uh, so Storm and Black Panther, I think, were married at one point. Yeah. If they aren't, so still. how is it that they like? And were they hated when they were on the Avengers? Not by the Avengers, and as that, far as I know, and presumably because of the the uh, cult of personality or whatever yeah. you want to call it that's around the Avengers, they weren't hated while they were there. But then suddenly they go back to being X Men again at some point, and then they're hated. That doesn't make yeah. any sense either. No, no. And they're fighting themselves mostly. Like, there's the yeah. Brotherhood of Mutants that are the bad guys. Yeah. Blah. <laughs> okay, so if Marvel introduces the X-Men, they have to figure out a way to fix that. Yeah, I would just throw that out the window. Like, yeah, they're different, but... Or if they are going to be persecuted, you have to have it happen after a cataclysmic event that wipes out a bunch of Marvel's other heroes. Like, yeah. if they decide to start introducing the mutants now and, like, the world turns against the heroes that are there and they spend five years building that up, then it would make sense. Yeah. Then you can introduce the X-Men and tell the exact X-Men type of stories. But if you're still going to have characters, someone like Captain Marvel or Ant-Man or whatever, or Spider-Man running around mm-hmm. and no one's giving them beef about it then you're right. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And like, I still think that it, it's not a bad idea to have like uh, the uh, professors, Xavier's school for the gifted mutant, whatever, mm-hmm. because like, that's something to help them learn how to control their powers and yeah. whatnot. That's, that's yeah. fine. But I would, I'd say take all, all the civil unrest stuff or, um, or just keep it in its own pocket universe. Yeah. And do like infinite on crisis or crisis on infinite earths. Like what DC did. Yeah. You have the, where it goes well with people with powers, then you have the nuts, so... Mm-hmm. But... Okay, well, there's the plan. Yeah. Okay, Marvel, do exactly what we just said. Pay us. Exactly. I take checks. <laughs> checks made out to El Jefe. El Jefe. Or <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> but do the friends and family, because friends and family don't have to pay the extra That's PayPal right. fees. Huh, this friend just transferred $3 million <laughs> to El Jefe. That seems legit. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, this has been Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. Josh Schaefer. And we will see you next time, probably after we've gotten superpowers. Bye.